Hello, any and everybody who's listening to this podcast. My name is Dustin Oliver. This is American Youth. Uh, so I, the past couple of episodes, we've been talking to a lot of local people, uh, local artists. Uh, well, really anybody. Anybody that you see on the show has been uh, local to the Atlanta area and the Atlanta metropolitan area. And this week is not any different than that. It's a local band that a good friend of mine is a part of. And he played me some of their rough recordings that they had. And I remember listening to it and I'm like, this is really good. It was, it was actually really, really good. And cause you know, we all have friends and we get nervous. I'm like, okay, uh Oh, is this not going to be good? What do I say if it's not good? But it was, it was really good music. It was really cool. It had such a cool vibe to it. And these guys go on and they put up on a really, really good show when they perform live. They've got a couple of dates coming up if you want to go check them out. But this is a friend of mine, Justin Matthew, talking all about his band Cake Jam. And yes, the name is Cake Jam. My first question, of course, is where the hell did the name Cake Jam come from? But I think he answers that pretty quickly. And it's fun and it's really cool. And they've really got something cool going on. And hearing him talk about it with like the passion that he has is just really, really, really makes me excited for him and for them as a band. And they're based out of Rome, Georgia. They've played a couple of shows in Atlanta here, around Atlanta. They're playing at Smith's Old Bar on May 11th, if you want to check them out there. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to quit rambling, and I'm just going to play it. This is Justin of Cake Jam, this week on American Youth. What's up, Justin? Hey, Dustin. How's it going? <laughs> that was Isn't weird. Isn't that weird to say? Yeah. yeah. So you are in a band called Cake Jam. I sure am. Uh, so we're going to talk a lot about Cake Jam. We're going to talk a lot about all your journey in music and all this stuff. But first off, I have to know Cake Jam. Yes. Where did that come from? That is insane that you asked. That's the first thing you asked because um, and today I had to call the guys up because they did tell me in the past and for anybody who doesn't know, I, I've... I recently joined an already established group, um, and they were Cake Jam before I joined them. Oh, okay. Right. So it wasn't just kind of like this natural thing that really, I mean, you know, we'll talk about it later, but um, basically I joined them when they were already Cake Jam. And so I, I didn't really ask at first what that name was for. Um, I just kind of ran with it. Um, but really, I got the I got the full explanation today. So there's a band called Mother's Cake. Um, that are guitarist um, and pretty much the, the one of the founders of the band Austin um, really liked and uh, there was a um, when they were first starting writing the music that they wanted to create it was a little bit more heavy and if you go listen to Mother's Cake it, it's a little bit heavier than what we actually play um, but he wanted to name a song Cake Jam um, kind of just you know you know like an, an homage yeah yeah, yeah 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 to to Mother's Cake um, but they really liked the name, so they kind of just ran with it and went with that. And then now, you know, the sounds kind of evolved and, and developed into what it is today. So, which is, you know, circa like a year ago. So it wasn't really that far down the road, but you know, that's where it comes from. So I also want to, before we talk about anything else, is it true that you guys give out cake at your shows? Uh, yes. Well, okay. So that was our, and who's, where's the cake from? And is it buttercream frosting frosting or is it whipped cream frosting? I always try and go for the buttercream <laughs> frosting cause it's so much better. Yeah, you have to, it's classic. <laughs> Honestly. But, um, we do, uh, we are trying to, uh, my first show that I did with them, um, was, oh God, I'm trying to remember the actual date. Um, because we pressed it. I think it was like April 5th. Um, yeah, it was April 5th and it was at furnace 41 which is a really local concert venue down in Jonesboro. And, uh, you know, uh, our big thing to try and get people there because it's so far away, it's in Jonesboro. Which, um, if, if people don't know, Jonesboro is like south. It's south of Atlanta. It's like probably like 20 minutes south of like downtown. Right. And But they're, you know, they're from Rome, Georgia. So that's an hour away from <clears throat> Marietta. Oh, so a lot of people that are listening to the music are like based out of Rome. Yeah, I would say. I mean, a lot of their friends are from Rome. Um, now, granted, I've brought in a few other people, I guess, but uh, we were trying to get as many people as there as You're possible. Like, granted, I brought in the majority of the crowd, but <laughs> not kidding. okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I was about to say that that's one thing when we established um, 
or, or when, you know, I was established into the band, uh, their social media page had like already like 350 followers on it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, they were, you know, they've got a pretty good following so far. And, uh, their Facebook had probably about the same number. So when I got in, got into the band, um, I asked them if I could just run the whole social media stuff. Cause I like doing that. And I like, um, really kind of putting, you know, our, our name out there and really running with the whole cake jam thing and like creating a whole theme around, um, the name cake jam, because before I got there it was, it was just a name. Well, it's endless material. Like there's so much material with that name. Yeah, and exactly. And it's so fun to see like, you know, the guys, the other guys are getting into it too. And you know, they're starting to throw around ideas of what we could do. And it's just a lot of fun. Um, but we've been steadily increasing, you know, our social media platform and it's, it's some hard stuff to work on. I'm sure that you you know no yeah it is it is really difficult because i think when you have content that you're putting out yeah like you're putting out music or you're putting out like in in my case it would be like you know podcasting and there's stuff that i go back and listen to and i think it'd be similar like with music is it's like you listen and you're like i really really like this like i think this is really good but the problem is you can have the best content in the world but if nobody listens to it exactly you know then it's not really going to go anywhere and it's funny that this is a little sidetrack, but I think about that and I think about how many things have been put out there that are like truly really good content that people just never found, Yep. you know? Um, but yeah, it's the same thing with like social media, like any, and when you do any type of like creating content or like, and I'm not talking about like vines or like 15 second, like funny videos on Instagram, you know, yeah. with like 20 other Instagram people. I'm talking about like when you actually like put real work and effort into something it's really hard because it could be the best thing in the world, but if people don't listen to it, yep. you know, it can't. You want to you hear anywhere. something really weird? It's about to come like full circle. What? Okay, so at my first concert that I went to ever. Wait, Car- that you played at? Oh, your first concert that, that you went I to? I went to like as a as a little fanboy, like sixth grade. I went to Cartel. I yeah. went to go see Cartel. Um, which, by the way, you know, I, I told you already, but I listened to your episode with earlier Will? today yeah. with Will, and it was so cool. Um getting to listen to kind of all like the insides of what he knows about like the industry and stuff. Yeah. It was really um, motivational for me. And also at the same kind, like, you know, it was, it was a very realistic view on, on yeah. what goes on. And I, I really thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, but anyways, coming out of there, uh, my first concert, there was this band standing outside and they were just handing out CDs. And the name of the band is called Joy and Tomorrow. And they have their stuffs on like Spotify, but they only came out with like two albums and it was like years ago. It was like 10 years ago. But that album to this day, not popular at all. Like literally no one else knows this band. Um, I mean, they have quite a few plays on Spotify, but they're nowhere near like, you know, anywhere near being a big band. But I love that album like so much. And so, you know, being able to experience content from a creator who never really made it big, but I, I thoroughly yeah. enjoy it kind of puts a whole new perspective on, on making art and making music for me. Yeah. And it kind of, and this sounds kind of bleak. I hate that we're getting kind of bleak, but it's like, there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of albums that I've listened to from bands that, and I think Will mentioned it when I was talking to him about stuff that he's just like, this is it. Like these guys have got it. They're tapped into it, but it's just so hard it's like there's there's things that I've listened to that I was like I'm thinking this is gonna go mainstream. There's a band called um, Urban Cone. Do you know Urban Cone? I don't. Okay, so Urban Cone was a band. I discovered them like a couple of years ago, and they had a, their first album. I forget what it was called, but it was like such a good album, and it was so like it had like limit like like limit like not limits but um, essences of like pop in there, and then there was like essences of like just straight up guitar solo. I mean, just like stuff like that. It was electronic a little bit. It was really good. And I was like, this is going to blow up. Right. And it ended up like never really blowing up. And so I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? But yeah, it's really hard. Like the, about how important like social media and all that stuff really is when it comes to people listening to your music. Yeah. And, and it's really, know you know, yeah. And it's really important to, you know, sometimes bands like that, like you're talking about urban cone, they, they just miss the mark, you know? And yeah. that's one of the scariest things as a musician, if you're wanting to, make it you know at least make it into you know a mild success yeah um you know it it's really difficult um to make sure you're not missing the mark there you know because there there are so many bands out there who are good and who are making this great content but the timing and it's just it's luck and i know and that's exactly what what will said in your other podcast it it comes down to luck 
Yeah. And it is, it's so hard and scary to jump into something fully and to really just go for it. And, you know, that's what I decided to do with this band. And I found that it doesn't really matter the, the amount of success that we, we have or that we're going to acquire, but I know that for a fact that we're all happy doing what we're doing and, and you're having fun and it's, and we're having fun and it's about the journey and gaining the experience, you know, of, of being on stage and playing in front of people. It's just something I love to do. And I know that they love it just as equally as much as I do. It's and the climb. Yeah. It's the <laughs> climb. There's always going to be another mountain. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm always going to want to make it move. Yeah. 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 Um, but Did you write that? That should be a song. I I think, uh, yeah, it might be a hit later. I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, one of those things that um, it was really uh, an awesome moment for me to um, experience with these guys was I think it was the first practice I went over there. Um, I drove all the way up to Rome and I, I drive up to Rome once a week from now. Atlanta. And so if, if you don't know, Rome is how far from Atlanta? Well, from like downtown Atlanta, it's probably about an hour and 30 minutes. But from where I wow. live, it's like an hour. So that's far. Yeah. But, you know, I've gotten so used to it um, and I like the drive up there. Um, but, uh, you know, I drive up there once a week for practice and we practice pretty much all day. Um, well, the first practice I had with them, um, I went to uh, it's, it's at Matt's house and Matt's our, our drummer. Um, and I show up and, you know, he's there. It's real awkward. We've never really kind of met in person. The rest of the guys. Well, get how, there. how did you how did you meet these guys? Oh, I guess that's a good um, good question. So there's a Facebook group called like local musicians for Atlanta. And, um, I know I've talked with you recently, um, on that final episode of from Dustin to Justin, we did, which is a podcast that we did before. Yeah. Right, right, right. For anybody who doesn't context, but, um, I, uh, I, I sent a link of my YouTube channel that I was creating videos for at the time, um, into that group and said, Hey, I'm kind of looking for, you know, somebody to collaborate with or maybe a band to sing for. And it was kind of like a friend of a friend. So like this guy, a friend of me named Chip McGuire and Chip McGuire's got an, um, shout out to him. He's got a, um, a pretty big band. I mean, they have like over, I think 10,000 followers on Instagram. They're mm -hmm. on a record label, a small, smaller like record label. And they've got like music videos and stuff. Super nice guy. They're always playing shows around Marietta. Um, and they're actually the, the house band for two birds tap house. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a Marietta Square. I haven't. It's a bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, so he friended me and told me his friend, uh, one of the guys he knew, Matt, uh, was looking for somebody to kind of collaborate with. Um, and at that time, Cake Jam kind of stopped making music for a while. So it was really just Matt. And Matt wanted to kind of collaborate with me. Um, well, you know, I started talking to Matt. Things kind of fell off between him and I. And then I saw that they were back together and they did another show, Cake Jam. And so I um, reached out to them and they were actually, this is it's such a long convoluted story, but they're playing with a band that I knew guys from in high school um, called Redhead Magic, which is, I mean, there's so many local bands and that's a whole nother, I'll, we'll get to that later too. Um, but basically I reached out to Matt, I was like, hey, I know those guys. And he was like, oh, that's cool, man. Um, he was like, hey, we kind of need a singer. So I was like, okay. So, you know, I you know, I had to kind of make the decision to, to jump all in. And I really go for it. And so, you know, the next week or the next couple of weeks, I went up to their um, place in Rome and practiced with them. And uh, so kind of continuing on my story from earlier, get there at my first practice. And things are kind of awkward, you know don't really know the guys that well you know i'm just meeting them well also i think it's like you're going into it's what there's three of them right yeah and they're so it's like you're going into their right like place you know yeah, so yeah. you have to kind of like prove yourself to them and you're, mm -hmm. you know exactly and you know at the time i've never really heard any of cake jams music um they don't really they we have one single release and it's on uh, spotify itunes and stuff it's called crab cakes and i wasn't a part of the recording process for it um, it's a great song, and we still play it live. It's a little different now, um, just because we've kind of evolved more so as you a band. You play it live differently? Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. I mean, it's not, a, you know, I sing completely different than um, Austin, who's our guitarist, and he was singing for the band before I joined. Um, but anyways, you know, I get there to practice. Like I said, it was a little awkward. Um, and for some reason, we, we try out a few different covers, and it's going all right. 
And I love telling this story because it's, it's one of those moments that like you can't find anywhere else, but, um, they were like, well, let's just jam. So Austin starts playing this like chord progression on the guitar. Trey joins in and then Matt just starts playing and I pull up, I grab my phone and read some lyrics off of it and just start singing. And like, it's one of those things like you'd have to be there to experience, but we had never played like that with one another. And we didn't go into, you know, a process of writing a song together. We didn't sit down and write this out. We literally sat there and played right off the top. It of was our completely heads. organic. And yeah, it was, yeah. it was completely organic and it was, a, it was a good song. You know, we, uh, have a very rough recording of it on my phone. Cause as soon as we finished it, we were like, holy shit, we have to do that again. And we're going to record it this time just on our phone, just so we know what it sounds like later. So is that going to be one that you guys are maybe going to go into the studio and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So write and stuff. the way that the writing works for us is what between us trying to do all these live shows and stuff, um, you know, we're not a consistently, you know, we don't tour and all that other stuff. We just look for local shows. Um, so basically, you know, what we were doing before, um, which I also have some news later too, I guess there's a lot of okay. stuff. Um, <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. <laughs> um, but we were basically reaching out to um, different venues and people who book for different venues and telling them about us and seeing if they want to book us. Um, you know, when I got in the band, I made an electronic press kit, which is basically just like a poster, electric poster that you send to these booking agents so they can like click on different leaks on the poster and see what your stuff is, like your social media, what music you have out. Well, we were doing all that work ourselves. Um, and today actually, this was, this is my news. Uh, we got a booking agent. So, oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So we have, so how does that work? You how does a booking agent work if, if somebody doesn't, I'm going to say it like, I'm going to phrase it like this because I don't know who it is. Uh, if somebody doesn't know what a booking agent is, what, what does a booking agent do? <laughs> um, so basically, um, it, it's all very different depending on the business. Um, but, uh, you know, we had to read over our contract. Um, and I'm not sure how much of that I can actually like disclose, but you know, um, basically his job is really cool. Actually. We met him, through Instagram, he messaged our band page and uh, his group uh, Festivis, which is the company that he kind of runs and on Earth Productions. Um, they wanted to come to our show and take pictures for us, you know. So they came out, took pictures. Um, you know, we did a little business exchange and stuff. And later he wanted to see if, you know, he could book us and start booking us. His name is Zach. Um, super nice guy. And, uh, you know, we, we agreed, you know, we wanted to see the contract and everything and, um, all the business details were laid out and, uh, you know, we reviewed it and thought it would be a great idea. Um, but basically his, his job is, um, he reaches out to venues for us and book shows for us. So we don't have to do that. So he just like, what, shoots you guys an email or a text or something of like, Hey, you're performing here at this pretty time. much. And like one of the things on the contract said, like, you know, he has like, at least he has to tell us like at least a week in advance, mm -hmm. but he's going to try and get us on festivals, you know, at bar gigs, um, you know, at different shows around Atlanta and whatnot, or in the Athens area, you know, he, he's looking everywhere, you know, and I think he said they even do booking for people like way up north like in the states like these couple of djs so mm. i think it's like a job you can kind of do behind the scenes um but it's it's really interesting just because like you know as such a small band to be able to have that opportunity to have somebody to do this for us yeah um is a huge step and it gives us a lot of time to focus on other things like recording yeah. which is what we're trying to do now um our next big step as a band is is trying to get this ep out that we really want to record um and we literally started just last week, um, you know, recording our, our first song that we want to put out um, as a as a new group. You know, we did Crab Cake. Yeah, like as like your first like single together. Yeah, with, with kind of yeah, me yeah. on board too. And um, it's called Some Feeling. Um, and it's it's all of our favorites to play, uh, one of our favorites to play live. And we have like, we have about like 12 or 13 different originals. Um, but the way we want to release it, we don't want to release a full album. We really kind of want to do like an EP first, stretch it out. We do, we want to do EPs. And the reason for that being is that, you know, it's kind of like what Will was saying in the podcast, things are changing in the music industry. Yeah. Big time. And like this whole, the streaming services change everything. 
And with that, you know, with streaming services changing, people don't really want to just sit around and listen to a full album anymore. It's different. I mean, like I know for a fact that you'll, you'll sit there and like, I know you, you'll sit there and listen to a full album front to back yeah. you know if it's Nicki Minaj I will or but something. if it's Nicki Minaj yeah yeah um well I like a lot of I like like SZA's album I really listen to like all the way at Khaled's stuff I right. think like Khaled's stuff is like just really awesome but I think you get to a point like listening to the music of like you know we're also into like just our like wait generation. when you say Khaled do you mean Khalid Khalid <laughs> I thought you meant DJ Khaled <laughs> no Khalid who knows, really? I I, li- I like I like both of his albums. Like I like uh, the new one that just came out. Um, I like American Teen a lot. Free Spirit's really good. Free Spirit, yeah. Um, Anyways, continue. But it's like you go through like five, six songs, and then you kind of like, all right, let's go to the next one. Like, or that's that's how I do it. You exactly, know? and it's this whole mentality that like our attention span as as people are it's just decreasing. It's yeah. changing, and mm-hmm. you know, I I'm I've always kind of you know. Me growing up, I've loved to listen to albums front to back because it you don't get the full effect without listening to it. And one of the coincidentally enough, one of those bands is Cartel. Yeah. For me, growing up, you know, albums like Chroma and even they did this on their recent album Collider, but they had a connection between the songs. Yeah. And you know, like the last four songs of Chroma, they just run together. They're I mean, if you're just listening to it, you yeah, have no idea. Yeah, if you listen to it, they... you don't know that it's it's actually like going to the next track because they flow into each other. Yeah. Also it, it does that thing too where like you'll catch the end of a song, like <clears throat> I think it's um Burn the City is in Not Burn the City, but um uh, uh time to go this is goodbye she said oh if i fail yeah if i fail the ending of car of if i fail is like the beginning of the minstrels the minstrels prayer yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. like when you listen to it by itself without the minstrels prayer behind it it's you know what i mean like it's all just, just one it. big yeah, yeah. And- so is that something that y'all would like to because i think that's a good point like with albums is kind of like when you have stuff like i'm look, literally looking at my wall because like i have albums friend on my wall like amy winehouse back to black is like one of those that you listen to it there's it's got like a it's got like a whole like purpose and thing to it. Right. And like Adele's album, like when you listen to it, it just, it runs together. It runs through. There's a term for it and they're called like concept albums. Okay. So they have like a full concept surrounding them. And those are like my favorite kind of albums. Um, you know, growing up, I listened to like, welcome to the black parade. Yeah. (laughs) Um, or the black parade, I guess is the name of the album, but, um, that's a concept album. My chemical romance really only wrote concept albums. Um, and there are plenty of other bands um, who were doing that way before them, you know, like Pink Floyd's The Wall, Dark Side of the Moon. All these are surrounded, you know, they, they surround one general idea or concept or theme. Um, and as a band as Cake Jam, right now, you know, I can't speak for all the guys. I know we've had, you know, talks about this and whatnot, but... An EP is something to get people's attention. It's short and, you know... It's it's cheap <laughs> yeah. because, you know, as a band right now, we're paying out of pocket for pretty much everything. Yeah. And that's and that's like the hardest part about being in this band is that, you know, we want people to to listen to our stuff. We want people to buy our merch um, and we do that by putting on good shows. Um, a lot is done behind the scenes, like as far as social media goes. But, you know, I'd say a bulk of where you're going to gain your fans is at live shows. Yeah. So let's talk about like your music. So you guys, what kind of genre would you consider yourself? So um, I kind of coined the, uh, I think coined the term indie pop, but um, I kind of coined the little, uh, I guess, slogan indie pop with a little sweetness. Okay. I like that a lot. And I just started using that and kind of ran with it. Um, but I would say, I mean, it's, it's more so like indie pop. We have a lot of different influences. Um uh, all four of us, I mean, just bring together so many different influences to the table, you know. Um, I know Austin really likes um, uh, Alice in Chains, um, which, you know, doesn't really reflect our music directly, but it reflects how he plays and, you know, how he looks at chord structures on songs and how a guitar should be played. Um, I have a lot of different influences, um, you know, the 1975, Lainey, yeah. um, 
you know, and I, Matt and I kind of grew up listening to like, you know, all that pop punk stuff, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Blink-182. And that's what, that was the, like the golden age of like, that, right. that w- I think was a golden age of music. Yeah. I mean, just that, the whole culture that was brought up with it, you exactly. know, it was just like exactly. so fun. Yeah. And, um, and, and Trey, no matter how got, stupid we looked. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about Trey, who was our bassist is that he's, um, he's, he was originally, you know, he learned guitar first. So converting from guitar to bass, um, he's just, you know, taken that instrument with like a stride and and put a whole new, you know, kind of sound to it. Um, If you're looking for like kind of like a general consensus, I guess, of what our music sounds like, it is it's basically indie pop. You know, I would compare some of our stuff to maybe like maybe Foster the People. I guess we we all uh, we all yeah, we all like Foster the People. Um especially Austin and Austin and I, but I um, mean, Matt does too. Um, but I, I don't know, man, that's, that's, that's the hardest part for me is that trying to find a sound that we compare to. Yeah. And and that's not always the best thing to do. You don't want to kind of, it's like, Oh, emulate. if you like this band, it's not like Netflix where it's like, if you like this title, you'll like this title. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. It's all original. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the, that's the beauty of it. And that's one of those things, you know, when we started playing, that first song where we were just going off the top of our heads, like I knew it was something special because I I really got into it, you know, and the kind of music that they play, I, I love it. You know, I love Austin's guitar parts, the the intricacy that, that Trey's able to play on bass and um, Matt can play piano as well as drums and he just writes these beautiful key parts for our songs. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. And Matt's a fantastic drummer too. And it's really just something special. Like it's really hard to find that kind of chemistry with other people. I've played with a lot of other musicians in my life, whether that was in marching band. Um, I was in another band in high school. I played with briefly, um, very briefly. And they're kind of doing their own thing now as a local band. And, um, but I haven't really tapped into something as special as this in a very, very long time. And so that's why I'm running with it, you know, and I'm, very stoked about what's to come and you know i'm i'm putting in so much work and i know they are too i mean we all are we are pushing as hard as we can you have to i mean and there's a funny you mentioned Nicki minaj earlier because there's a Nicki minaj line that i think about a lot um and it's um if it's really your passion would you get the world for that um, I like how you brought the New York hacks. I know. Well, I have to when I when I quote her, but I literally it's, it's so funny because I'll be having conversations with people and I'm like, "There's a Nicki Minaj quote for that." Um, but that's one thing that I think about, and it's like you get down or you get into like rut, so you're like, "This, I'm not getting the results that I want. I'm not getting the feedback that I want." Or like in music, you know, you're you're like, "This is this is this isn't what I'm hearing in my head," and you know, that's not what I'm hearing back. It's right. like it has to be different. So like you get really really anal and like super super detailed about everything you know because yep. you want it to be perfect yep. uh and so yeah i just think about that quote of like if it's really your passion would you give the world for that yeah um but yeah and i think if it is then it is and i so i have this theory and i've said this several times but i, I might have said it on our previous podcast but i have this theory called like the hometown rapper theory mm-hmm. and um it's where i don't know why i'm thinking of this but it's where anybody who does anything creatively right or they step out of their box or they're putting themselves out there you have to go through this phase so everybody has that rapper everybody has that like guy from their hometown that wants to be a rapper right like you have that guy in high school who's like yeah i'm gonna be a rapper he's like on soundcloud he's doing all this stuff and everyone's just like who the like why are you you know he's like the butt of every joke right but this is what happens so that person goes out and they work and they grind what happens if they make it and they're successful. Then all of a sudden he goes from like the butt of every joke Everybody's to like kissing his coat to everyone's like, yeah, like, oh, well, I knew him. I went to high school with him. And it's like you were made fun of him so hard for his music. And now he's like out here, you know, doing it. Yeah. So I think everybody that does anything creatively, when you step out of that comfort zone or you put content that you've created out or painting or music or anything like that, you have to go. You have to be able to like step off that ledge. You know, like you have to go through that rapper phase to where it's like the hometown rapper phase to where it's like. People are going to maybe say something about this. They're not going to like it. They're going to make fun of it, whatever. But I have to do it anyway. And that's one of the things that, you know, I, I had to prepare myself for when doing this is that, you know, I, I I have a lot of great people in my life who support me and I'm really lucky for that. And but, you know, it's it's hard to say this and not sound like a little bit of an asshole. And I'm not it's not what I mean by this. But, um, you know, 
people just don't want to pay attention sometimes. And it's frustrating as an artist because you're putting your all into this, you're putting all your work into it, and you'll post something on your social on the social media account, or you'll mm-hmm. ask a question, and you get like two responses or three responses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's so frustrating yeah, to see that like seventy people saw this, or like one hundred and twenty <laughs> people saw this, and yeah. only three people reacted to it. It's one of those things that it's it's frustrating, but you just have to you have to keep pushing and you have to keep doing yeah. it because you know to those two or three people that did interact with it, they felt like they were a part of something yeah. and they felt like they were, you know, interactive. And then that's what I, a couple of the things I love doing with our social media was getting the people who are watching involved, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw it. I'm sure you did. Um, but uh, we asked a question a few, like probably about a month ago, you know, what do you want us to do for our next promotional video for our show? We got a few different suggestions um, and, uh, we, once we got these four different suggestions, we had everybody vote on them, um, through a, like across all of our social media platforms and whichever one got the most votes we did. And that was me getting hit in the face with a cake. <laughs> I did see that video. Yeah. And, uh, it's just crazy stuff like that, but it really went a long way. You know, we had a lot of votes because people want to get, you know, they want to interact. They want to see I want to see someone throw a cake in your face. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's that's the thing though. If that if What that, about the cake? Did you didn't waste the whole cake, did you? Like did you eat it? Uh I mean it was pretty wasted. Like <laughs> I can I was kind of licking the stuff off around my mouth, but yeah. it wasn't really it you, was, That's what you should have filmed. It was demolished. <laughs> yeah. Um but you know, it man you made me lose my track. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Um but basically, because people felt like they were getting that interaction, it, it, it brought them, you know, closer to us. You know, they, they feel like they're a part of something. And, and that's what I, I shoot to do as a musician and being in a band with these guys. And I, I know they do, too. You know, when you come out to our show, we want you to have a good time. We want you to be dancing. We're all up on stage having a great time. And it, we want it to be very interactive and, and give and take. Um, because as a... As a small band, a local band, you can't just get up on stage and expect people to worship you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't like work you're like that. Like you're like fucking like Beyonce or something coming out and people are just dying to see this, you come out. Yeah. And there's this attitude, there's this like cocky attitude that I've seen some bands have that I've seen in smaller venues and stuff. And they just, you know, they act like they're better. And you can't do that because yeah. that's not, you know, that's not what getting your content out there is about. It's yeah. about finding, you know, a, a medium between you and these, these people who are listening to your music and you guys have a connection through that. You know, they connect to your lyrics, you connect to the energy that they're giving you to perform. It's all a big circle. Yeah. I was going to say, and I hate to do this. I feel like I sound super bitter or like maybe we sound bitter. Cause I'm like, I put out like a question and like not that many people respond. And I'm like, why are you not answering? You know, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, I need you to respond, but I don't want to sound bitter, whatever. Um, but no, I was going to ask, so what, so we're talking about like you, the band being really, really interactive with like people who are listening and stuff like that. Uh, and I hate the term fans. I just, I hate that term in general. Um, Especially when I'm, I'm in such like, we're not, we're not big yet. You yeah, know? yeah. And in emphasis on yet, you know, we do have people who listen to us who come out to our show. Our biggest fans right now are our family yeah. and those are really close friends. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a good group of guys. Or people that like good music. Or that too, um. you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, we have a good group of guys from Rome uh, who, who you know, try and come to all of, of our Italians shows. a bunch of Italians that just try to go to all not your the, Not that Rome. Rome, Georgia. No. Rome, Georgia. Um, but no, so, so you want to be really, really interactive and stuff. So what does it look like? So let's talk about, okay, theoretically, like let's play. So like a year, two years from now, you guys blow up. You're huge. Mm-hmm. How... Do you have an idea as to maintain that like interaction is to to keep it personal? You know, like how, how can, how personal can it really be when you're like, for example, like you're playing like a, like a, a music festival or something, or you're playing like a show, you know, you guys sell out something and it's like crazy and you're like, oh my God, like how do you guys have an idea as to like how you want to keep that, um, that like per- personability, like to keep that interaction with like with people that enjoy your music right and and i probably shouldn't ask that because this is no 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 i i love i love that question because there's a band right now who is big they're very big and they you know i i don't even know how many listeners they have on like spotify a month but they're big you know they have they have their very own festival every year it's a band they're called the main oh yeah 
Okay. I love the main. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I so love that you know one that. album. Okay, well, anyway. I'm sorry, I'm a groupie. No, 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 but yeah, the main is like, that's one of the best, I'm, I'm sorry to like cut you up, but like the main that, what's the album I'm thinking of? Um, uh, Can't, Can't Stop, Stop Won't Stop. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, um, oh my God, that album, I like, I used to listen, okay. I used to run through that album back and forth, back and forth, I'm sorry. I'm glad you like that album, but dude, you've got to go listen to their I know, stuff. everyone's like, it their is stuff so is good. so good. A friend of mine was really into them, she was like, yeah, this album is really, really good. And I'm like, I'm over here like, can't stop, won't stop. They keep you know? getting, they just keep getting better. Yeah. But here's the thing, so for- Don't hate me, I'm sorry, if anyone no, likes the main and- well, anyways, the the reason I bring them up is because they're they're doing that. They're keeping that that personability with their fans, and how they're doing that is they have these things where they they interact with their fans at every show. Um, they they stay after to meet their fans. They do a meet and greet, and one of their things was like, "Why would you pay money to to meet somebody?" You know, and yeah. I understand for like bigger stars like like Taylor Swift and like Panic at the Disco stuff like that. <laughs> like that's that's how they make money, you know. Yeah, and but. The main's not so exactly, and the main's not so big. I mean, they could, they could for sure charge people. There are bands that are smaller than them, or bands who are slightly bigger than them, charging money for people to come meet and greet them or do these like VIP like meet. That does sound kind of crazy though, you know, like as a concept. Like you're gonna pay like X amount of money to meet another human being. Exactly. Like, isn't that some weird? Exactly, and and that's that's what I love about this band is that they, I have met them. I mean, I've gone, this sounds crazy, but I've gone to like nine of their shows and I, it's because that they keep you coming back because they're always doing something new and they're always so personable with people. They'll bring people up on stage and mess with them. They always get the audience to interact and that's what people love about them. They have this connection with their fan base that is like, unlike any other fan base that I've been a part of and the fan base is great. You know, it's not like a, like a BTS fan base or like, oh, Taylor, yeah. you know, and like, because some like people I would are, die for you. Exactly, like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, their, their fan base is, is great. It's, it's a great show to go to because everybody's so into the music and it's really all because of them. And they take each member of the band and make, and they're their own special person who contributes their own thing to the band. And their lineup hasn't changed since they, you know, were big on can't stop, won't stop. It's, you know, it, it's been the same and they work so hard on their social media and their live shows through every aspect to be a, such a personable band. And the cool thing about it, the, the big kicker to this is that they're an independent band. They don't have, they're not on a huge record label. They tried it with Black and White, I think was their, that was their second I, I album. I did hear that album, yeah. And it was, you know, they're kind of, you know, they wanted to do this big record label thing but it didn't work for them. Well, it always seems really appealing, you know, like it especially does. as a band, like, you you know, someone's like, we're going to sign you and we're going to do this. And it's like, oh my God, like, you know, it's like, how do I even react to that? Yeah. So what, what happens if someone comes to you guys and it's like, we want to, did you see a star is born? I haven't yet. What? I know. Every, I, that's the same especially reaction if you like I music, get. Like that's such a, like the, honestly, the music in that movie, I, li- I listen to the album a lot. But there's like this this part where there's a guy who's a, uh, like a big record producer comes up to like Lady Gaga's character and it's like, hey, we want to meet with you and like, you know, we want to hear more of your stuff. Like we want to sign you. Um, and it's and it's cool because Will was talking about that, too, about some random guy that just came into their show and was like, hey, we, I, like I, I like you guys. And then that's how everything, you know, happened. Yep. It's just so interesting. Anyways. Um, but no. So like what happens if you get that one person that comes in and they're like, we, we love this band. We want to sign them. Like how? I don't know. I guess I'm asking questions that i shouldn't be asking but it's no, like I mean, but so so what do you guys what's the plan for that like would obviously i guess you would yeah i mean it's gonna be kind of it's one of those things like as a, as a small band to have somebody notice you and to recognize you like that and come up to you and you know hey we want to sign you there's there's pros and cons to that and i i think it's very good that I don't know how the other guys are. I don't think we've talked about this directly about just getting signed and stuff. We've always said we want to get signed, but you know, there, there, there are obviously very big pros and cons to that whole situation because I've watched plenty of videos. I've studied it plenty to know that when a, when a record label signs you, they give you a certain amount of money that you, it's like a loan. You're going to have to to pay it back. Um, what is it? You have to like earn it back. And, what I think Will said, was it Will that said it? Or maybe I read this somewhere else, but that like, basically it's, it's those record labels. They're taking a chance on you. You know, it's, it's all by luck 
you know, that if, if they sign you, they have to make sure like they're going to be completely behind you. And so yeah. it's, it's really hard, um, you know, to, to, to judge that just by going to a couple shows, you can think, you know, Hey, this is the next big thing, but you don't know. You just, you don't know until you're all the way in. And that's why it's such a difficult thing to kind of, to, to scale out of what you would do. You know, we would have to read the contract <laughs> and, uh, really think things out. But I can tell you right now, if they walked up to us and said, Hey, we'll give you a record deal. Um, you know, we'll give you this van and all this money. Um, to go make an album and tour, I, without a doubt, I'm pretty sure we'd say yes. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your music for a hot second. Okay. So you guys have Crab Cakes, which came out. Yeah. Um, wh- is there is that going to be a theme? Like, is cake going to be a theme in the title of like your music, or is <laughs> that just kind of like a funny thing? No, I think it was just kind of. I don't know why they he named it Crab Cakes. Um, Does he even mention Crab Cakes in the song? No. So that's one of the things. <laughs> Maybe like, he's just like eating a crab cake and he's yeah, like, this is so good that people need to know about it. And But like I said, you know, that's why we're so eager to get more things out right now with our music because it's different. It's it, when you mm-hmm. bring somebody new into this group of people and, you know, I've written a couple songs already with them and um, it's just, it's a different sound. And they're, yeah. they're at a completely different place than they were um, a year ago and you know, I, we're pretty deep in, into the podcast now. I guess I can kind of talk about this, but they uh, they had a situation with a past member who was causing a lot of issues in the <laughs> band, um, and he was he was the the past drummer, and man, he was from what they told me, he was a piece of work. And uh, this isn't gonna get you in trouble, is it? No, 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 not with them. They don't care. They're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> they hate him, <laughs> and they, he owes them all money. So. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyways, you know, he, he created such a negative energy in the band and it really just goes to show like how each person kind of plays their part. You know, if you have one sour apple in the band, who's making it not fun for anybody, they were all ready. That's why they, they wanted to stop playing music. That's when Matt reached out to me to do kind of a duo thing, me and him because of this guy. And it made them not want to play music anymore. You know, and they just kind of had to sit down and be like, look, this is really what we want to do. We can try and find a singer and kind of move on from this. And that's what happened. Um, but, you know, when they bring in somebody like I'm I'm new, but I have a lot of different influences than they do, you know, and we all like the same kind of music, you know, but I, I heavily listen to things like Laney. Um, I listen to like the story so far, which is like, you know, a, a more hard like punk band. Listen to like Turnover. You know, and I like Khalid. It's it's one of those things where you're just throwing in a new ingredient. Yeah, yeah. And it well, that's cool. It. And then it's yeah, yeah. You like you take a completely different influence from somebody, and you're like, okay, like what can we take from this and learn from this? It almost makes me think so think of like how open you have to be to like advice and like you know people when people are like maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that right or maybe you should incorporate this or something like that like you know it's those little tweaks that like really make something like original I think and I'm glad you said that because there's I think that's something that the people who aren't obviously in the band but are watching us on social media don't understand necessarily is that we want feedback you know even yeah. if it's something that you don't necessarily like we want you to tell us why you don't like it and what we can do better because we want to make sure that our message is getting across as clear as possible to people. Um, and what is your message? Our message to, to have fun, you know, to, yeah. to let go. We want our music to, you know, make people feel better, you know, be in a happier mood. Um, you know, we do have our more dark, sad songs, none of them, but none of them don't, none of them lack energy. Yeah. I guess is what I'm trying well, to I mean, say. It's, it's all, I mean, there's different, like, you know, and people go through different moods. I always think like if I were to ever create an album, you know, I, I like so many different types of music mm-hmm. that I would think of like to, to put myself in a genre is like so hard. Cause it's like, well, I want to take aspects of like really pop music. And then I want to take aspects of like rap. And then I want to take aspects of like rock and, and like orchestral things. You know, it's like, there's so much that you want to, and like R and B, like there's so much that you want to do with it. So right. it's like, it's endless really when you're creating your own stuff and it, and it is. And the thing about it though, is that if I, if I sit down and try and think about me trying to write out a song, it stresses me the fuck out. I yeah. get so stressed out and, um, I don't know where to even start. 
And that's kind of why I like the whole band concept a little better because we all have something different to bring to the table. You know, I, I love writing lyrics and I love creating these melodies and, and whatnot. And the other guys really enjoy, you know, what I'm creating and I enjoy what they're creating. And it's all this, you know, it's like a, like this give and take relationship yeah. again. It's like a complete collaboration. Exactly. With everybody. And, yeah. and it's, it's great because we're all kind of throwing our two cents into it to make this, you know, wonderful song. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, man, I, I'm, you know, I've talked to this about you before with, with, I've talked about this with you before and, you know, I don't like to stand behind something unless I'm like fully confident in it. And yeah. I think that it's perfect in my eyes. No, and, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're here, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, um, and so th- this band is one of those things, you know, like yeah. when I heard their music, uh, there's so much potential and, and, um, you know, we have such a long way to go, but I think we're all okay with taking that journey. Yeah. Well, that makes me really happy. And you know, the thing I, I need to meet these guys. They're really like, cool. Yeah. I've never met them. I, we, we're going to have to have like a, you guys come on and maybe like play something like on the show. What, when do you, when do you have, uh, do you have any dates of like any like singles that you have coming out or like music that you're going to record or. So we don't have any specific dates now because, uh, admittedly this is the first time that we're doing this recording process the way that we're doing it. Yeah. Crab cakes when they recorded it was expensive. Very, very, very expensive. And they use the guy. Really? It sounds cheap. Here's the no, thing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I actually liked it. Um, but here's the thing. So the guy who produced it and recorded it for us mm-hmm. was the same guy who produced Taylor Swift's first album. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, isn't it? And yeah. so like we, they went into a studio. I never met the guy because this was all before I joined the band. Yeah. But um, pre-Justin. Yeah. But it's it's expensive, man. And so what we're trying to do now is find um, a cheaper way to do things but still get the good quality of recording in. And so we have a friend who's helping us out um, and he's going to be playing with us at a few shows too. He's a real, real cool guy. His name is Brennan. Um, And, you know, last week we recorded some feeling. We did like some really rough tracks of everything just to kind of get everything laid out. And he knows a guy who can mix and master our songs for a way cheaper price than, than what we were doing before um, or what they were trying to do. So, you know, anyway, we can try and get the music out there. You know, we're trying. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna, yeah, it's, I'm, we're gonna have you guys, if you want to do that, like, I think you guys should come on and we can play something and we can set everything up. We can record it to like, have it played live on the podcast. I mean, I think that would be really, really cool. And I, and you talk about these guys and it's so crazy because like, I know you and I'm like, I don't know any of them and they sound so cool. So I I would love to like meet them and sit down and talk with them. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. If anything, it's just really cool talking to like, really like artistic people are like you know i'm really really interested in that yeah and um, uh i can i mean i can tell you so we don't have any release dates for eps and stuff but we do have shows coming up so when when do your when are your next couple of shows um so we have a show i don't know when you're going to be releasing the podcast wednesday wednesday mm-hmm. okay so we actually have a show coming up this saturday <laughs> at smith's <laughs> old bar uh it'd be may 11th um if you're listening to this on Wednesday or any time before Saturday, tickets are ten dollars, and on Saturday it's they'll be bars in Midtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it'll be a good show. You know, we're opening. We play at eight, and doors open at seven thirty. If you want to come out, man, we'd love love to have you guys out. Um, anybody who comes and supports us, we're always you know huge fans of you guys too. You know, we love talking to you after the show and whatnot. Um, we have uh, quite a few more shows actually lined up, but one that we know for sure. Um, is the June 22nd show. We're playing in Old Town Conyers. Um, and this is one of our first paid gigs, um, like big paid gigs. I mean, we're not, you know, we you get a certain amount of money every show you play, but just kind of depends on ticket sales or maybe like a flat price they pay. It's usually pretty small though. Mm-hmm. But this gig's pretty big. It's like a summer concert series. And so we're playing on this, on like the streets um, while they close down the streets and there's going to be like food and games and stuff there. And, oh, that'll be cool. Yeah, and we're playing from 7 to 11, so we have a four-hour set. Oh, my set. God. Yeah, it's wow. a very long set. And so I think it's going to be the biggest challenge we've taken on as a band so far, but it'll be it'll be fun. So Yeah, I mean, know, if anything, you, you guys, out. like, after four hours, it's like you just hang, jamming out. And, dude, I, I'm saying, like, at our Furnace 41 show, we had, like, a 40-minute set, and that was the one, like, on April 5th, and I was exhausted afterwards. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to go to sleep. Well, I mean, it makes you think about, like, did you see the Beyonce documentary that just came out, The Homecoming, with her Coachella performance? Mm-hmm. Like, 
an hour, like almost two hours worth of like performing. Yeah. You know, and she's up there like dancing and doing all this stuff. So like, I just can't even imagine. It's exhausting. Like, yeah, I do a podcast and then after the podcast, I'm like, okay, like oh. I can like, not, <laughs> not, like, I don't want to talk to anyone for like at least a couple hours. So like yeah. if just doing that, I can only imagine like getting on stage, like performing or talking or doing a show or something like what would that would be like? Yeah. And I mean, so, but anyways, that that's June 22nd. If you guys want to come check that out. Um, we're playing like a house party July twenty, July 4th, <laughs> 4th of July, <laughs> but that's all the way up in Rome. It's not really worth, we got plenty of people coming out to that. So, yeah. so don't come to that one. I mean, you can uh, <laughs> if you want. I mean, we're not going to tell you not to, but just, bring, I guess, hit me up. Should people bring cake to your shows? Um, you, you know what? That actually is a really good idea. Like if you, if you want to bring cake yourself, that would be cool too, just to share with everybody. We, you know, you don't have to share with us, but you know, maybe other people. Who come, you know, we, we just want to spread the love, you know? Yeah. And nothing spreads love like cake. Cake. Yeah. And it's such a fun word. It cake. is. Cake. Cake jam. And it's one of those things when I first joined the band, I was like, I don't really know about this name. I was like, ah, oh, this name is. Oh, but there's so something. much you can do with it. And, know, and it, like, it, it, it has worked so well. Like if I, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to run with it. And so I did. And man, it is, it is really kind of taken off in like my head. I'm like, man, this is, this is some good stuff actually. <laughs> I, that's some good cake that's some good cake um anywho justin what's your social media and stuff shout shout all that out so oh yeah yeah yeah. so um our instagram is actually uh cake jam music um super simple we have a really cool logo um we're real proud of uh and uh <laughs> sounds like it yeah <laughs> you have to go see it you have to go check it out yourself um and facebook you can just look us up at cake jam um we do have like a snapchat and a twitter but we don't use those as often I never um, use my Twitter yeah, for the podcast yeah. ever. And so, I mean, Instagram and Facebook's usually where you can find us and, uh, you know, send us a message, reach out to us, you know, ask us about our next show. We're always very responsive. I'm always, you know, replying to messages right away on our Facebook um, and our Instagram and all the other guys have access to it too. So you can reach out to them there. Um, it's actually really cool. If you go to our Facebook page, there's a button that says get tickets. So when you click on it, it'll take you to tickets for our next show. Um, and on Instagram, we usually have the link in our bio to buy tickets too. So, and crab cakes is now streaming on and Spotify. Yes, Apple it is Music. Apple music, Spotify, all the fun stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, go give it a listen guys. Cause I mean, it's, it's good stuff. And, uh, like I said, we have more coming. Um, but you know, our, our, our social media pages are very interactive. So, you know, if you're looking for a great time, <laughs> some, just open your phone. Yeah, you're some, there. some, uh, you know, a one entertainment, I guess. Um, if you want to see me get smashed in the face with a cake or maybe see, uh, Matt smash a guitar, just, uh, just go to our Instagram or Facebook and look us up. All right, Justin, we're going to hear from you again. Thank you for coming on and doing this, especially like it's super late. Oh yeah. That's so okay. like, thank you for coming on and doing this. Oh, no problem at all. Minute. Anywho, all right, Justin, we will see you later. And yeah, check out Cake Jam. Cake Jam.